Hello and welcome back to the Social Circle Influencer Marketing Podcast. My name is Becky and I am Creator Community Manager at Social Circle. Today, let's jump into a big creator question and one of the most important ones out there. As a creator, how exactly can we know our value? Monetization is important to us as creators and it's important that we get it right. Clever monetization can be the big jump between making content as a hobby and turning it into a living. The methods out there for us to capitalize on are varied. However, there's certainly some common ways. Firstly, AdSense. YouTubers make the majority of their money in some cases via YouTube slash Google AdSense. The most accessible and the least hands-on in terms of setup. Introduced in the very early years of YouTube, it allowed creators to profit from the placed advertising found on their videos, including pre-roll, in-video and display advertising. While the return is not so high unless you are achieving millions upon millions of views, it is often seen as a more steady means of income for content creators because you can rely on a moderately consistent check month on month. Why not listen to our ToyTube episode after this, where we analyse the channels which can earn up to $1 million per month from AdSense. Then merchandise. Often said to count for around a third of a creator's income when it comes to the overall revenue split, this is a source of revenue that's easy to tap into and highly lucrative if your margins are high and your costs are low. Many merch production companies cater exclusively to YouTubers and their needs, and it's a transparent way for fans to support their favourite creators. Even creators themselves have been getting into the merchandising game. Minecraft creator Jerome ASF. Oh, buddy, what's going on, everyone? Jerome here. With around 4.5 million subscribers and over 1 billion views on YouTube, set up his own company, Nice Posture Clothing, a merchandising company designed for and by YouTubers. Fan funding is a fast-growing favorite, with websites like Patreon having 1 million fans pledging over $150 million total per year to their favorite creators. Fans directly give hard cash to the creators, sort of like an ongoing month-to-month Kickstarter. The creators can choose whether they give back pledge tier rewards to their fans in exchange, however, there is no obligation. Yet, often the biggest chunk of change for a creator are those ever-important brand deals, sponsorships, endorsements, advertorials, all that fun stuff. And compared to the former, the pricing structure is much more elusive, especially if you are new and inexperienced in negotiating deals. How exactly can you know your value? How can you know what is fair? Any failing when it comes to the right price can be both detrimental to you and devaluing to the industry as a whole. Creators are sick to death of hearing things like, can we try the first time for free as a trial? The ever common words any creator gets in their inbox time and time again, always ironically from an employee at a company. Who gets paid to send this email? Do they work for free? What exactly does a free trial prove? Our numbers are right there on our profiles. Empty promises for a follow-up of real paid work are all too familiar. You simply can't trust that you won't be out of pocket for your time and work and the brand gets away with your influence completely for free. But sometimes the brands come back to us with another approach. Instead, they offer to pay. But, unfortunately for those who are inexperienced, they are unable to realize that they are being seriously low-balled with the price, offering £50, £100, £200 for a dedicated video on a channel which averages tens of thousands of views, not to mention their social posts. Could it be argued that the creators who accept these low-ball offers contribute to the devaluation of influencer marketing? Whether wittingly or unwittingly, accepting these rates can mean that creators coming back to the brand with a reasonable rate are poo-pooed away, with the brand believing that these unrealistically low rates are simply the norm. We put a few questions to some of our favorite creators to get their feedback and learn more about how creators find their value. My name is Amber, I'm 18 and I live in Norfolk. 
I've been blogging for about 11 years and four years ago I started a YouTube channel to go alongside it. I used the My All and Bookshelf, both the blog and the YouTube channel, to review books for publishers, help other people start their own blogs and write more personal posts about my day-to-day -day life because that's how it all started for me. Hi, my name is Toby Hill, I am 23 from the UK and I create videos about the Pokemon fandom and about video games in general. How do you figure out how much to charge for a video or a social post? The way I tend to go about working out how much I should be charging for a sponsorship, for an ad deal, whether that's in a video, an integrated video, an individual video, a social post, is to communicate with the community directly around me in terms of other creators. Usually when a company has a campaign that they're putting out once a month, they'll send out all the emails to all the various creators within that demographic, uh, the, with, the, with the demographics that they're looking for, and they'll say, hey, you know, we're, we're looking for people to represent us and to make videos for us. And given that me and a lot of my friends make similar kinds of content, I'll go to them and I'll say, hey, I got an email. Did you get an email? And I think it's very important that we coordinate because if my friend who has, let's say, 300,000 subscribers sends them an email and says he'll do it for $500, and then I send them an email saying, oh, well, my going rate is $1,500 and I only have 100,000 subscribers, they're going to turn around to me and say, oh, well, there's another guy who's doing it for so much less or they're just going to simply go, no, we're not going to pay you what you think you're worth. And so it's important that I have those discussions internally with other creators directly in my community. It's also then to protect me so that if I think that I'm going to charge them $1,500 and I go to a friend and they say, oh, no, 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 they've got the money. They've just accepted it with me for $3,000, for example. Um, that I can go, oh, good, I can get the most out of this possible. Every piece of content is so different that even two videos of the same length could vary in price because one might only require me to do a normal sit-down video on my bed where I just chat about a book, whereas the other might require me to travel, it might take a few days, there might be a lot more editing involved. There are lots of calculating tools online run by other bloggers where you can work out your worth and... Some of them work, some of them don't. I think a general rule of thumb though is to base it on your amount of followers on whatever site you're talking about. But that said, this seems to be changing now um, because some people are basing it on engagement and some brands are preferring that. So I think it's kind of a bit of both at the moment anyway. When you do come up with your standard rates, it's worth checking them against the piece of work you're being asked to do because you don't want to get it done and then realise you've just done this whole scheme of work and it's worked out at less than minimum wage. It seems obvious, but you need to work out how many hours you're actually spending on this. Do you have any horror stories when working with brands? I've been very lucky in that the brands I've worked with have been very nice and understanding, especially because for a while I was juggling doing all of this with studying for my GCSEs and then my A-levels, which I've just finished. There have been a couple of annoying situations though, like when a brand would approve my video and then they asked it to be changed and then asked it to go back to the original and then they changed it and again and again and it went back to the original and it was just, it, they kept repeating themselves and I think there were like 10 uh, revisions in the end and it was silly because the core message was always in there. They were literally just shuffling scenes around and these changes had no impact on the viewer. I've learned from it though, you, you need some kind of contract that outlines how many revisions you're happy to do, as well as other stuff that protects you. And when it comes to horror stories, well I don't have any personally, 
Um, you know, I have heard of exactly that. Creators who have spent two years developing audiences and they get their first ad read, their first sponsorship, and the company will come to them and say, hey, how much would you do it for? They don't go in with a, with a figure and say, this is our budget. Instead, they go, what would you do it for? And because the person doesn't talk to other people in the community, they only charge $20 and they get completely ripped off of what they should have been being paid because they think, oh, I'm just charging for the hour's work of putting that sponsorship together. When what they really should be doing is charging for the time they've spent the years building that audience up for the... Um, putting out those audience members who are going to have to sit through that advertisement. How long do you think it should reasonably take for a creator to get paid by a brand? Reasonably, I think a fortnight to a month is when you should be expected to be paid for your work. So if you've made the social post, you've made the video, expect to be paid within two weeks to a month. Um, and after the two, three week period, um, I mean, ideally they should be paying you immediately. Um, but chase them up. So usually I get a little bit worried after about two weeks, but a month is when I will start sending emails asking, hey, can I get paid please? Obviously in an ideal world, we'd all be paid immediately, but every brand has different payment terms. I tend to put a deadline of 30 business days after they've been invoiced, which works well. But even with those terms, sometimes I'll get lucky and be paid minutes later, which is amazing, it happened earlier. <laughs> On the other hand, sometimes they go way over the deadline and I have to chase it up for months, which is really annoying because, hey, I need to eat. What are your top tips to other creators when it comes to getting paid for your work? My top tips to other creators would be don't undersell yourself. I did when I first started and it's really easy to do because it's not like there are any guidelines out there at the moment and everyone's charging different things, but also everyone's very quiet about what they charge. Um, because it's quite a private thing I suppose so you don't actually tend to have anything to go on at all I'm not saying oversell yourself either but it's always best to go in slightly too high than too low because then you can negotiate it to a better price for both of you instead of just selling yourself short and being taken advantage of so be assertive know the law and don't forget that in the UK at least as soon as you make a penny from this stuff you have to go self-employed so my top tips for getting paid for work is um, be classy about it. Do not go out of your way to make life miserable for the corporation on the other end because that corporation is comprised of people who are just doing their jobs. And let's say they're a little bit delayed in getting you money, being uh, rude with them is not going to encourage them to pay you faster. Threatening them with your social media presence and saying, oh, I'm gonna post bad things about you is not gonna motivate them to pay you on time. That said, what I will say is if you really find that a company is not going to pay you, then do go to your other creative friends and warn them. Don't work with this company. This company is bad. This company will not pay you. They will use you for your time and you have to sort of cut your losses. But generally speaking, these companies, these advertisers don't want that. They want to have good relationships with creators. So uh, just keep on chasing them up. Be polite. Becky, thank you so, so much for having me. At Social Circle, we have developed a social valuation tool where you can input your details and receive an accurate ballpark rate that you could be receiving for your work based on the average budgets brands have given us over the years and the rates creators offer us based on not only their statistics but their engagements in particular. We are introducing an industry standard to remove the guesswork and to level the playing field, ensuring brands and creators are both playing the same and paying and being paid fairly. We want to make it easier for creators to be paid fairly, and we are in the best position to do so considering we work on both sides of the spectrum, both with creators and with brands. 
So, here are some of our very own top tips on ensuring you get paid fairly for your work. Number one, always ask the brand for their budget first. If you go to them with your rate, you could be missing out on getting the most for your influence. Number two, always have your own pricing in mind. It's okay to be flexible and negotiate with a brand, but don't be afraid to stand your ground. Three, if you have a good relationship with other creators, why not reach out and chat between yourselves if you've seen them do work with a brand who you think may be lowballing you? Find out if they're treating you as an exception versus a norm. Four, check your value with our social valuation tool. Compare it to your own ballpark figure or use it as a starting guide if you're just beginning to work with brands. Number five, if you're being offered free product or experiences in exchange for promotion, think about it in a different way. It's common for creators to accept freebies as goodwill, but there is no guarantee for social coverage without payment. It's a sensible way to work, but make sure you check the price and value of the product as well. Measure the total value of the goods against your paid post ballpark figure. Is it really worth taking a £30 product for free when you usually charge £600 for a post? In that instance, wouldn't it make more sense just to buy the product and not have any obligations to post about it? Finally, on a related note, no matter how you work with brands and for what compensation, make sure you disclose your advertising correctly and keep in line with the CAP code set out by the ASA in the UK and work in line with your own country's standards if you live elsewhere. Your viewers deserve to know about any inherent biases introduced when you work with brands. Monetization is so important in the creator industry. It's something that for many has turned a hobby into a business and we believe that creators should be treated with the same respect as any other business. So, creators, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Why not tweet us at socialcircle underscore on Twitter or send us an email, get in touch at socialcircle.media. I've been Becky, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to get in touch with us at hello at socialcircle.media or visit our website, socialcircle.media and don't forget to visit our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram while you're there. <laughs>